You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast with Mike, Fritz, and Tina. Listen to us live on the Mixler app. Also, be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio and you will never miss an episode. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. Bringing hope, comfort, and encouragement to the world. 24 hours a day. The power of the Christian testimony. Join the God Movement. everyone. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 191. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's going on, guys? Thursday night. Thursday night. Right here. We're here. In the gay garage. Yeah. Yes, sir. Having a good time. No place I'd rather be. In the GSR Studios. The GSR Studios night. right here in the lovely Claremont, Florida. <laughs> soon it is be, lovely. Soon to be the new retirement capital. Mm. <laughs> feels like it sometimes yeah it, it does sometimes <laughs> i find myself driving different all of a sudden yeah i was actually just thinking about that when i was driving home how much my driving habits have changed oh yeah i've to- to- turned into a total responsible adult really yes. wow what's the matter with you i don't know <laughs> and fritz you don't have far to travel anymore i don't no i did just the church downtown it's wonderful. I don't have to go to Tavares or cross country to Disney. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I'm used to a commute. Yeah. So it's a nice change for oh, you. It is big time. What else is going on, Mikey? See, so you're donning your Patriot shirt. I am. Yep. I'm, I'm liking the, uh, the game last week. That's for sure. Uh-huh. And um, so I'm going to say if we play offensively, and defensively, we paid last week. Casey does not have a chance. All right. Well, you, you heard, heard it first. It. Yep. I was going to say right the here. same thing. <laughs> you heard On the it Mikey here channel. First. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, wonderful. How about you, babe? What's going on? Not much. Good day today. So just that's always a plus. Trying to get through, trying to do the same, you know, just trying to make sure that the devil doesn't keep getting at me. It's well, he's going to try. Yeah, he's going to try. He's not going to give up. Nah. Yep. So just uh, in the middle of a fast right now. So it's uh, it's been good. It's been good. Yep. Fantastic. It's a way to do it, man. Fast it and is. pray. You can get some stuff done. Yes, you can. Well, not you, but. Yes. But the Lord can. <laughs> the uh, Lord. That makes the room. For, <laughs> uh-huh. And he'll do some talking, too. For the Lord to show up and show off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You betcha. Right on. We got any shout outs tonight? We don't. Not a one? Not one. 
our Facebook family has, uh, well, our family is good. It's just the new ones aren't. No new ones. No new ones. Oh, man. Such an awkward moment. (laughs) (laughs) I hate when that happens. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, please do for anywhere you, in the world that you can, uh, just like us on Facebook and we'll give you a shout out. And that's what Fritz is hoping for. Always, always hoping. <laughs> that was brought to you by me. <laughs> is that the sound of hope? I, I guess so. <laughs> There's all kinds of crazy things going on. You'd think I'd never done this before. Have you? (laughs) Very funny. Uh, Coming over there. Oh, my goodness. Somebody gifted us, though, some uh, really, really good uh, Starbucks coffee. mm -hmm. I ground up the beans tonight. Mm -hmm. And then Mikey and I are enjoying it. Yes, we are. It's being delicious. Yes. So thank you to Mac at First United Methodist Church for hooking us up. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. All right. Goes well with pumpkin spice uh, creamer. You betcha. Most certainly does. All right. Any other business we got? Just what it's at hand. All right. Well, babe, you going to introduce our guest? I would love to. So uh, thanks to our GSR friend, Miss Mo Midlow. She's GSR family. She is. Yeah. She's she's not in the friend zone. Mo and Tommy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks to her, we were able to make uh, a connection um, with our current guest. And our current guest is a student at St. Leo University. My goodness, I'm having trouble speaking today. Uh, She's going for her bachelor's in psychology, where she hopes to be a domestic violence victims advocate. And then she plans to continue on to her master's. Um, and she's just recently obtained a um, internship uh, for domestic vi- as a volunteer for domestic violence victims, and she starts that tomorrow, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, she's a stay-at-home mom who takes care of her mother, and she also helps her nephew who's in virtual school. So uh, we'd just like to thank Miss Colleen Schobeck for coming. <laughs> And uh, sharing her story. And we also want to thank Mr. Thomas, Thomas. Show yeah. for yes. coming in the house. With her, in the house. Supporting and um, just cheering her on. So that's really nice. And I think you're hooked up there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great. <laughs> so welcome, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the thank show. You so thank you for saying thank, yes. Yes. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for we, having us. We ask a lot of people, and not everybody says yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Absolutely. So, Typically what we do is, you know, we just let you kind of tell your story and then we might have a question or two for you. We'll just kind of jump in, but, um, we'll try not to stare at you. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Make you nervous. <laughs> That's okay. I'm good at looking around anyway. So just, just be talking. Plenty anyway. to look at in here. So <laughs> yes, there is. usually I just have you kind of start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, where you grew up, you know, just little details and stuff and just well, kind of take us chronologically through. Yes. Sir. Well, I am born and raised Philadelphia. Go Eagles. Have to say that. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> Had to do it. <laughs> My fellow Patriots fans sitting here. Uh, now, born and raised in New Jersey, Philadelphia area. Moved down here about 15 years ago when my parents retired. Um, I had nothing going on up there and all my friends were settling down and getting married. So I said, why not? Let's have a change and move to Florida. 
So I packed my two cats up, threw them in the car with all my stuff, and here I am. We drove down, and <clears throat> at that time, my parents had lived in a 55-plus neighborhood, so I couldn't stay with them very long. I had to get out on my own, and which is kind of funny because it just propels right into my story. That's how I met my ex-husband, mm -hmm. and he was working at the apartments that I was looking at, and this was back in 2011, or I'm sorry, 2003. All the way back, wow, 2003, yeah. So we met. He was the leasing manager there, and it turned out that he had just moved from Arizona, and he didn't know anybody either. So we were kind of joking about that, decided that we would go out and have a couple drinks. I definitely wasn't living the lifestyle that I live now back then. I was drinking. I was into drugs. I was just into having a good time. I just wanted to have fun, um, the whole nine yards, promiscuous, you name it. So, turns out we started hanging out and drinking a lot and partying a lot together, and I got pregnant. And at, I will be completely honest, I did not want to have the baby. I was fighting it. He talked me into keeping the baby and having a family, and so we did. And, you know, we sobered up, and I guess you could say fell in love, and we got married, and we were together. And it all happened very quick. We met in August. I was pregnant in November. We were married by March. Whoa. It was quick. Mm. So I didn't really know him all that well. There was a couple red flags here and there about his past that I had heard and, you know, fighting and getting in trouble. But I was only like 23, I think, at the time. So I didn't take those things seriously. So fast forward a couple of years, we had our daughter. Uh, she is now 14, going on about 35, as I like to say. <laughs> but she's amazing. If she's listening, I love you. They do you. know it all at 14. <laughs> yeah, they do. They really do. Oh, she does. But she's she's wonderful. So we had her first, and then we had our son. So two children. They're 14 and 12 now. 12, yeah. So my son's 12. Um, and over the course of our relationship, I could see some anger issues starting to unfold. And I had gone into, you know, when I found out I was pregnant, I quit doing everything and I changed my life completely around for the kids and, you know, took it seriously. There was still alcohol involved, which later to find out was not the best idea, but we still drank heavily. Everything else we didn't, you know, do. And I started to notice over a couple of years that it went from screaming to throwing stuff to throwing stuff in my direction. And it got to the point where I felt unsafe and his drinking was completely out of hand every day. And so we had been off and on for four the last four years of the marriage. We'd split up several times. I'd left several times. I'd always been manipulated back, you know, got to keep the family together, got to be a mom and a dad for the kids, got to, no matter how broken it is, it's still better to be together than not. And that's what I had believed for the longest time until the point where I felt like it was just going to end up physical. There was one day that I remember I was a hairstylist at this point and I had come home from work. It was a Saturday and he had the kids. They were five and seven and the house was a mess and there's bottles everywhere. And I just went upstairs and I locked myself in the bathroom and I prayed. I prayed to get myself out of it. I said, God, I don't care what you have to do. Get me out of this situation. I can't. This isn't healthy for the kids. I don't want them to see relationships like that. My parents were married till the day my dad passed away. And I never heard or saw them argue nothing. And I knew that this was wrong. 
but I just couldn't see my way out. I financially couldn't do it. My parents were, this was in Jacksonville area, so my parents were in the villages. So they were about two and a half hours away from me. And he had told me at one point, well, I got you here now. There's nowhere you can go because you're not going to leave the kids. So Hmm. I remember that day being, you know, pretty monumental because I prayed and prayed and prayed. And I was like, you have to get me out of here or you have to take me because I can't live like this anymore. And so we had kept going back and forth and arguing. And finally, we had gotten to the point where we could amicably split up. We finally came to terms like this is toxic. We're going to go our separate ways. The kids will be better off. And I had found my own house. And I had finally, I had worked so hard at the salon that I was at. I was there for about two and a half years. And if you know anything about being a stylist, you have to build your book. Most of the Mm -hmm. time, it's a commission-based industry. And I put up with a lot from that salon. And I finally had made it. I finally did it. I had my own house. The divorce was all in the works. We were going to share custody of the kids 50-50. And then in July of 2011, uh, it was his week with the kids. He we were going to do every other week. So it was the Saturday and we had exchanged them and he had texted me around five o'clock in the afternoon, just asking if he could take them to the beach the next day, even though it was my week. And I said, sure, that's fine. If you have family coming up that want to see the kids. Fine. Last, last communication. Next thing I know, um, I had started talking to Tommy here. We had met July 4th. Um, so that was about 20 days prior. We had met out on a friend's boat and we had started, you know, hanging out a lot. And I wouldn't really say we were necessarily dating hundred percent, but we were spending a lot of time together. And so that night he had come over to watch a movie on my couch and we fell asleep and I wake up and it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm like, get out of here, get out of here. The kids are going to wake up in a few hours and I, you know, don't want them to see you here. So he left. We said goodbye. I went to go to sleep in the back bedroom, and that's where the kids were because they were little. They were sleeping in my room. It was a new house, and everything was still new, and this, you know, the split and everything. So, I go to lay in bed with the kids, and all of a sudden, I hear this banging on the side of my wall up by my front door. And I didn't live in the best neighborhood. It was all I could afford, and I walked out there thinking. I mean, it was just seconds after Tommy had left. So I'm walking out there thinking he forgot something or he has to use the bathroom or whatever. And I pull the curtain back and my ex-husband's standing there. And he said, if you think I'm crazy, wait till you see what I do because you're with your boyfriend in front of my kids. And within seconds, he had punched through my glass window. It was an older house. So the windows didn't have any screens or anything in them. Mm -hmm. They were huge, big windows. He was just through that window so fast and I'm trying to unlock my phone to call 911 and I the next thing I know I'm being hit um about 30 times the police estimated I was hit I was thrown into the wall I was thrown into the piles of glass and all I kept doing was trying to run for the front door it's fight or flight and I'm trying to get out because in my mind he's going to follow me out the door and he's not going to touch the kids all I yep. could say to him was the kids are here what are you doing now we this this had been like eight years or nine years we'd been together. He never laid a finger on me, but I could see it going in that direction. And he told me while he was beating me, either I'm going to finish you off now or I'll go to prison and come back and finish the job. Oh. And I have still to this no, to this day, I have no idea how I got out of the house. I started to black out because I was being hit right in the, the temple over and over again. And somehow I made it out that front door and I saw him run off. So I ran to my neighbor's house that had never met me that are now meeting me at 3.15 in the morning. And 
I had no idea what I looked like, but unbeknownst to me, I was completely, my clothes were shredded. I was covered head to toe. It looked like someone just took a can of paint, a red paint and threw it all over me. Oh my goodness. My jaw was broken in three different places. The teeth in the center were pushed so far back that the police actually wrote they were knocked out. So I ran to my neighbors, I bang on the door and I say, call 911. They open the door, they scream. They slam the door in my face, but they did call 911, which I don't blame them for. Who knows? The guy could have been right behind me. They had no idea. So I run back to the house and I find my phone amongst all the glass and I go and and I start calling my parents. Well, I called 911 to make sure they're coming. I called my parents and I called Tommy because I thought he, I really thought he was dead on the side of the road. I thought he had gone after him first and I call him and he can barely understand me and it had only been 15 minutes. And he had just pulled into his driveway and he says, I'm coming right back. I said, no, please don't come back. I mean, we've been dating for 20 days. Like who, you know, I was just calling to check on him. I just wanted to make sure he was okay. But he came back. And at this point I'm standing in my kitchen and I still don't know what I look like. And my son starts to walk out and I'm like, just go back to bed, just go back to bed. And the police, everybody shows up. Detective is my whole house is a, a scene. They can't find him. They rush me off to the hospital and I'm in the hospital. I have to have my mouth wired shut. Um, when I woke up, my my face and my eyes were so swollen. I couldn't even. I could barely open them. So when I woke up from surgery, I could barely see. I couldn't talk. Could barely breathe. I felt like I was suffocating. And I had to wear sunglasses from then on. My kids were just terrified. They couldn't even look at me. They were so scared. So I was in the hospital for four days. The next day, he turned himself in. He's been there ever since. Thank God they held him without bond. So he didn't get to get out or anything while waiting trial. How old were the kids? Five 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 and seven. seven. Five and seven. Wow. And they heard the entire thing. They recognized his voice. My daughter, I truly believe my daughter saved my son that night because he was trying to come out there and protect mommy. And she said, no, you stay in this bed. You stay under the covers. And they hid and they stayed back there and. You know, I tell her still to this day that she did the best thing in the world by keeping him there. And so after that, I had to move. I lost my job. I lost my house. I had to move up here to be with my parents in the villages. I had to live with my brother because, again, they're still in a 55 plus community. Mm -hmm. Can't move in with two kids there. So overnight, I became a single mom. I was completely incapacitated. I was on such heavy medication. I could not be left alone. I, I physically couldn't be alone. I was in such terror. And they had sent me home, obviously, with liquid medication, and and I had a lot of medication. And I remember one day, my parents had the kids, and I laid in bed, and I honestly was convinced that the kids were better off without me. And I contemplated drinking the whole entire thing of pain medicine that I had because I was so destroyed inside and out. He had taken everything from me that I had worked so hard for. And I laid there and I thought, okay, well, the kids will be better off. You know, there was nothing, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I could never imagine living a normal life, being alone, going out at night, just the simple things, going to the store, driving down the street. I couldn't imagine doing any of it. Well, you're and, in good company because both Mikey and I co- uh, had the very same contemplation. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wow. had reason that my daughter, who is a special needs child, would be much better off with my brother and sister. So I, I know what it's like to be there. And it stood the hair up on my arms when Mm -hmm. she said that. So yeah, it's, you're in good company. 
it's it's a bad place to be. It, and it, it is, mm-hmm. but you, then you you understand why people do it. Do what and, they do, and they yeah. can mm-hmm. and they reason through it. And yep. It's so. I laid and I was praying and I was just like, give me an answer now. Like, I can't wait. Like, I need some, some kind of something. And all of a sudden I just heard, get up and fight, get up and fight. Mm-hmm. He's had nine years of your life. He doesn't get another second. And I got out of bed and little by little, I just started fighting from walking outside alone to getting a job. And the one thing that I had that I looked forward to was Tommy. He was the most amazing support system I could have ever asked for. I truly believe because his father has passed, his father passed when he was young. I truly believe his father is my angel and sent me him because without him, I don't think I'd be sitting here. I don't. (laughs) Talk about the timing of the Lord of bringing him into your life. Oh my gosh. It Mm -hmm. was impeccable because, I mean, I don't say that I wouldn't have lived for my family, but I can't run to my five and seven year old and cry on their shoulder because of what yeah. you need support. I need yeah, my own. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. my parents had already been through so much and were going through so much. I mean, my mom had to go clean the house. My brother was looking for my teeth on the ground. I mean, my parents, my family had been through so much that I just, I didn't want to put any more on them. So I leaned on him and I, I've said it the day we got married. I've always said it that the God brought him to me for mm-hmm. a reason to get me through that. And we've been together ever since. And as of a couple of years ago, when we got married in 2014, he adopted the children. He's 100% oh, dad. It, yeah. it really has been just a blessing. And everybody thinks I'm crazy when I say that. But it everybody finds out, like, because I had major back surgery that resulted from this. I've had, I've just been recently diagnosed with TMJ. So I'm still mm-hmm. feeling the effects. Um, eight years later, and everybody goes, oh my gosh, you're so young for back surgery. What happened? And then I tell them, or I tell them about, you know, my jaw and oh my gosh, what happened? And they don't expect the answer that they're going <laughs> to get. Testimony time. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't expect it. Since and you opened that door. Yep. <laughs> since, yeah. So I tell everybody that it was probably the biggest blessing in disguise that could have ever happened to me because it changed me so much. I'm such a better mom. I'm a better friend. I'm a better person, a better wife, everything, because you don't you don't take things for granted. You know what it's like to lose everything in a split second or have everything flipped upside down, I should say, mm-hmm. in a split second. So I think it's really shown us how amazing God can be in the worst of times. So just the thought of sitting here would be impossible to even leave the house. So. So what do you think about that two by four upside the head? Yeah. <laughs> that was more wow. than a two by four upside oh, yeah. the head. Oh yeah. But Colleen, do you have any kind of PTSD? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. I have PTSD. I have um, still to this day, I still have a lot of trouble at night. Can't sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have any a lot li- of. Any little noises she can't, you mm-hmm. know. That's we, understandable. We used to yeah, live on five acres, it. and that that was tough. That was tough because I'm, I'm sorry. What was that? We used to live on five acres. Oh, okay. So we used to be completely surrounded by nothing, and if I heard anything, mm-hmm. get up, <laughs> get up. Mm-hmm. What is it? Look for me, you know. Yeah. But it's really, you know, now that I sit and I look back, and the way our children are, I mean, they're at church every Wednesday night. They're there every Sunday. They just get it their faith and they just understand everything they just 
They love God. They love everything about it. And I think that had we had not experienced this all together, because we, you know, leaned on the Lord through everything, and even when trial came and and things like that, you know, there's nothing out. There's nothing else you can do when you're in that situation but pray. I mean, you're physically, emotionally, everything is just drained out of you, and the kids. It really, really wore off onto the kids. And now, I mean, we're blessed beyond belief with our children. They're amazing. So That's fantastic. Wow. So, Colleen, I know you have a video out there on YouTube, I believe it is. It's um it's on my Facebook right now. I have to get it uploaded to YouTube. I'm not real good with YouTube. So <laughs> I can I'm help working, you with that. I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, it was filmed. Mo and Tommy filmed it for me and they did a fantastic job. Kept it nice, short, and sweet and to the point. So mm-hmm. I need to get that out there. We need to get a link to that well, video. Yeah, we can post it on our Facebook page too. Fantastic. Okay. So if you guys want to see what Colleen went through, um, it is a graphic video, um, but it's definitely worth watching. Um, now hearing the story, I would definitely watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But just be advised that you probably wouldn't want young people around to watch that while you have that playing. So hmm Yeah, they're graphic. There's warnings, so you can... What was it like? Did you, like, reenact it? Did you play yourself through the whole thing, or...? In the... She had actual photos. Oh, I have... I oh, have that's... Photos. Okay. All right. I'm understanding. I kept um, what I call the box of Got all you. the police reports, of oh, all the photos, okay. of everything, mm-hmm. because my worst fear... Because at this point, when I was keeping things, I didn't know when he was going to get out. I didn't know what kind of sentence he was sure. going to get. I didn't know if he was going to have any contact with the kids. I wanted everything in one spot for them when they get, were old enough to look at that, look at it and say, okay, this is what happened. It's not your word against hers. This is exactly what happened. Here's the evidence. Like this is so now I keep it more along the lines for helping others. Mm-hmm. It has pushed me. I have been determined. It's taken me a long time. It's been seven, eight years, but I'm determined to help other people with my situation. If I can help one person who's in the same situation I was in or going through it or anything, it's all worth it. That's amazing. Amen to that. Now, have you started any kind of Facebook page or, you know, place where people can start contacting you, you know, that are going through anything like that? No, I have just my personal Facebook page. I do have a business page because through the back surgeries and all that, I had to work from home. I lost my career once again. Mm -hmm. I was a hairstylist and we had gone out to dinner one night and I sat down, went to stand up, couldn't move. Oh my goodness. And that was in 2014. That was about five months after I lost my dad suddenly. And they said, they took me in for x-rays and they said, what happened to you? Were you in a car accident? You had some kind of trauma. And so about six years later, it was plaguing me again, and they told me that I probably would never do hair again, which I have not done hair since. So that was really tough to lose it all over again mm-hmm. and to feel like he still had control and still had power, mm-hmm. but only if I let him. Mm-hmm. And I let him for a little while. It got me. It was really hard at first, but then I just took it as an opportunity to work from home and to be with the kids, and that catapulted me into working from home. So well, The Lord probably— Said, I didn't save you to be a hairdresser. Right. <laughs> right. right. Get out Everything there. Everything happens for a reason. You got yep. that right, brother. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm seeing some big things come from this. Oh, yeah. You know, because domestic violence and domestic abuse, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Yep. You yep. don't got to go far. It's no. everywhere. You know, people need hope. 
That's and deliverance. True. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm feeling it right now for her. Yeah. I think uh, there's a ministry in the works here. I, I feel it too. I, I think Ooh. we've felt that there's definitely connections uh-huh. um, and timing, like God is doing something. And, you know, sometimes it's not apparent to us right away. No. We have to right. wait for all the chess pieces to move into place. Mm-hmm. But um, I I feel like there are things that will tie us together, tie you with other people. Um, I think definitely you will probably be speaking. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Yeah. I, I tell you, my my brain is off the handle over here right. because uh, during your testimony and then just the things that you were saying, I mean, God's going to use her. He He's is. got some yeah. big things for yeah. you. Yeah. And, and, and you're so good at telling the story. Too. Yeah. You're really? so fluent. That was my first time live. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, you didn't even stutter. I mean, no. you didn't even have crutch words. It like, was hard. I and was trying. um and so <laughs> and 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 you know, as you were saying, Fritz, that was one of the thoughts that just jumped into my head that uh, he took her out of uh, uh, hairdressing because he wants her to go in a certain direction. He wants to prep her for something, mm-hmm. something huge. I believe it. And he might have allowed you to have that career so you can minister to people in that career as well. Yeah. Yep. You have no idea. Yeah, I don't, but I'll go wherever he tells me because there you go. <laughs> I know that's the best. And he way gave to you go. that gentleman right over there. It'll be your mm-hmm. your partner in ministry. Right. Yep, it's going to be awesome. I do want to ask Tommy some questions if he's sure. okay. Yeah, with it. yeah, that's fine. Well, you know, because from your perspective, right, you've just gotten into this relationship. I mean, what was this like for you? Mm. Scary. It was just yeah. very scary. Um. But I knew there was a connection between us, so I knew that. I tried to get rid of him. He wouldn't go. (laughs) I wouldn't leave. I told him, I was like, I understand completely. Like, I went from 50-50 with the kids to single mom, totally disfigured. Like, even up until we were engaged, I was like, seriously, if you want to go, go. Because he's going to get out eventually. We don't know what's going to happen. So. I just knew there was something. Something that I couldn't miss out on. That's amazing. Anya, ah. what's your background? Are you a Christian? And uh, yes, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go to church every Sunday as a child, mm-hmm. but um, I went to church on mostly holidays, and um, I've been going to church since I met Colleen. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, we, go, we were pretty regular. So it really spoke um, into your life, yes, too. Yes, it did. So it it had um, a transforming effect on you. It did, yeah. The Lord handpicked him for her. He did. There's a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. funny because as you were saying that you believed his father is the angel that put you guys together, right before you even said those words, my thought, because I've been hearing stuff about angels and so forth, my thought in my head was, you know, there must have been angels there protecting her, you know protecting the kids, keeping everybody safe while you went through this. I mean, you had to endure all that you had to endure, but it transformed your life. It transformed his life. It transformed your children's lives, probably your parents and your brother. I always say it didn't just happen to me. It happened to all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It happened to all of us. Um, His family, my family, my friends, I mean. But just, just being there for her, like, um, waking up from surgery and not being able to look in the mirror 
um, taking the mirror down so she doesn't have to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you took the mirrors off the hospital. I stayed in <laughs> I stayed in the hospital bed with her four days uh, for four days and yeah. didn't leave. Didn't leave. Couldn't get rid uh, of him. <laughs> so. Wow. His family was on Praise vacation Lord, too, yeah. and he just same clothes, everything. Wouldn't change. Would not leave my side. I get it. Wow. That's a rare thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It really, really, really is. Especially for that type of situation. I mean, who wants mm-hmm. to, you know, most guys would run the other other direction. Mm-hmm. Most. Most, most would. But he, uh, he was handpicked okay. mm-hmm. by uh, the father. Yeah. I mean, now we go to church almost every Sunday because I work every other Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I go um, every Sunday. <laughs> it's, it's just our lifestyle. I mean, like when we don't go, like, why didn't we go? Because we need it. Mm-hmm. And every time we, we go, we just, we feel so much better. And you have a personal relationship with God where you're communicating with him and he's communicating back to you. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It's, you know, when you go through something so tragic, you know, it, it just turns your world upside down and you can't really understand why you'd be permitted to go through something like this. Mm-hmm. Um what can you say now that you're on the other side of that? Well, I think our wedding song said it best. We, when we got married, we had um, a song and it basically talks about if I had to go through everything again to get here, I would. And to see how much good it's brought and to see how it's shaped me and shaped us and shaped our children and just our morals and our ethics and how we live. Um, I would go through all of it again in a heartbeat. I look at it, like I said, like a blessing. I mean, I knew it was a bad situation. I knew it was in bad environment. And now I feel like the kids have been given and myself a second chance, a fresh start to start over. So basically, I'd, I'd go through it all again. Mm. Brings wow. me to tears. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's still in there and he's going to get out sometime. I'm a good shot. <laughs> okay. No, I, uh, I, I refuse to live in fear. I refuse to run. Amen to that, sister. I refuse yeah. to run. If I was going to run, I would have done it years ago. My yep. parents offered to put me up north somewhere when this all happened. If I wanted to, and I said, "Nope, I'm not running." I got that strength that day when God spoke to me and told me to get up and fight. And mm-hmm. I haven't felt the need to run. Um, he got a significant term. He got uh, 12 years which 12 is my favorite number. So that to me was crazy. But 12 years was great. The first thing I thought of was the kids will be adults. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about them cowered in the back bedroom if indeed he does follow up on his promise, which now I really, I, I'm not really worried about it, but mm-hmm. I, I'm just aware and I'm, I'm prepared now. And I mean, it's not even just him. It's, you know, the complete stranger, anybody in this world. I mean, we see the society we live in and it is crazy scary Mm -hmm. i think it's you know not so much living in fear it's just being aware of your surroundings i mean i never a truth was spoken right there Mm -hmm. i definitely am not what i call a sitting duck i was a sitting duck the last time i had no protection i was not aware i didn't you know nothing now i'm prepared just and you got help yep and Mm -hmm. i'm not you know if if it's my time it's my time and if that happens and if that's what god has in store for me then that's fine but I don't, I don't think I have anything to worry about. <laughs> I don't think, you, I don't think you do either. Cause you know, there's a uh, many thousands out there that need to hear this story. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to be, uh, uh, very busy. 
I hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would, I know. I would, I would love to be busy with that. Oh, I feel it. That's going to happen. Wow. Yeah, I wrote down get up and fight in quotes because I feel like God spoke that to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did. He did. And he he still tells me on a regular basis because there's still moments where it's really hard. You know, my back will hurt or my mouth. I've been having a lot of trouble with my jaw lately, a lot of pain. And it's so frustrating because I feel like I should be done. I've I've paid my dues. I've put in my time. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just that constant reminder that, you know, things can change in a split second. So be grateful for everything that you have and everyone that you have right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, never lose sight of that. Right. Keep in mind, this is the first time she's ever given her testimony. Blows me away. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a professional She to was me. ready. Yeah, she was. Well, that's I'm not the first time she's told it, though. She's told it. I haven't. I've been filmed telling a, it, though. A few times. Like, I've been able to hit pause and all that kind of stuff. No, I've but never. you sound seasoned. I'm telling you, you're ready to do this. I'm yeah, ta- but yeah, no, nobody is. knows her story better than she does. Right. Yeah. Just sort of blow right out. Well, I'm going to put this well, out there. Uh, you know, uh, if you guys need any assistance with anything you know the studio is yours if you need to you know i've i've uh also extended that to mo and uh if you guys need um some help with the social media or youtube or facebook anything like that awesome Thank you know you. just uh, make sure we exchange numbers and get the card and oh yeah definitely gsr is uh wants to partner with you oh great sounds good mm-hmm. thank you I mean, that story touched me, yeah. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And then there's yeah, many thousands out there. Oh, I'm sure there is. That will be touched. And uh, mm-hmm. Well, without giving away next week's guest, um, I did put Colleen in touch with next week's guest. Oh, okay. Yes. Perfect. So I think that it's going to be a wonderful connection. Oh, that, that was a great connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The two of them. We'll Absolutely. The next week's guest, how did we get that one? Um, actually, she is the wife of um, one of Fritz's co-workers. Oh, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He so. is the uh, business administrative guy. <laughs> guy. That's the technical term. Yeah. Right, babe? <laughs> he handles all the business. Whatever the business. Church business. He's the guy. Wow. Well, Colleen, is there anything else that you want to maybe say to a woman out there, I mean, I guess it's not really individually a, a female problem. This could happen to a male as well. There's many males that have become victims of domestic violence, too. I would just say that no matter how bad you think it is, no matter how awful you think it is and you can't get out, there's no way possible. Just put your faith in God. He will get you out. He will. It might not be the way you expected. Mm-hmm. It might not be it pretty. usually never is. <laughs> uh-huh. It's probably not going to be the way you expected. It's not going to be easy, but he'll get you out. You have to just have faith and you have to stay the course. And like you said, sometimes we don't know why we're being put where we're being put, but you learn to recognize those things and you learn to just roll with them and just say, if this is where you want me, this is where I go. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of trust. A lot of trust. A lot mm-hmm. of trust and a lot of faith. Well, you're going to have to come back and uh, promote your book. <laughs> oh, hey, how did you know I was writing a book? <laughs> oh, I, how can you not? <laughs> Duh. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I was just going out on the boat the day I met her. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he was just going out <laughs> that day. Going, he was yeah. actually. That's kind of prophetic somehow with the boat and everything. Yeah, really. Why, 
you know, Jesus and the Mm -hmm. boat. The boat, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that. (laughs) (laughs) When, um, how far are you through your book? Oh, I just started writing. Yeah. Um, I write a lot when I can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So I'll get up and I'll write another, like I'm starting from the very beginning of my life because I've been through a lot more Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I might do something specifically for the domestic violence aspect of it. But for right now, I've just started writing from the beginning because I've been, I was adopted and Mm -hmm. I've been through a ton of different things. I feel like I can relate to a lot of different people Mm -hmm. on different platforms, not just the domestic violence victims. So I'm not that far into it because school's got me super busy and the the kids and everything. Well, promise, uh, you know, when you're doing book signings and you're big and famous (laughs) that you'll come back and visit with us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can promote stuff shamelessly here on God's (laughs) Story. We're the home of the shameless plug. Yes, we are. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming and telling your story. Thank you so much. Yes. And guys are such a blessing. Thank Mo for sending them. Yeah, yes, absolutely. thank you, Mo. Thanks, Mo. We love you, Mo. <laughs> if you're on uh, Mixler, hopefully you're listening. We want to thank everybody that's on Mixler tonight. You dialed into a good one tonight. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Sorry the YouTube couldn't be live. I had a malfunction. Um, Devil's just trying to shut this thing down. He didn't want this he getting has, out. He has been for years. He has tried, but he has failed miserably yet again because <laughs> the audio will be on YouTube. i promise wow yeah and don't forget to check the facebook uh link because uh we're gonna attach colleen's uh video to that as well and anybody who wants to reach out to me through there if you just want to talk if anybody's going through anything knows anybody who's going through anything you can just contact me right there on my personal facebook that's completely fine i'd be happy to talk to anybody that needs help or anything because it's it's a scary place to be. It's terrifying. And there's I know there's more women out there that had less than I had, like support system wise. So mm-hmm. Yeah, please take advantage of that. Reach out. Yeah. And um if you can't find the Facebook page for some reason, you can drop us a line at Godstoriesradio at gmail dot com. And any questions or anything that you have, we will make sure that we get it to her. Yes. And then she gets back with you. Uh, just, you know, notate your comments or you give your information where she can get in touch with you godstoriesradio at gmail.com wow that was 191 session 191 wow mm-hmm. it's hard to believe we've been on 45 minutes just really that quick yeah. wow wow blows right by it really does man what an inspiring I testimony I thought it was only 20 wow that's a sporty watch you got there. It matches your Patriot shirt. Those will be on sale after the Chiefs went. But anyway. Oh. Oh. No Chiefs. <laughs> Just kidding. No, we love Mikey. Patriots and all. I've been a, I've been a fan since I was you have, yay yes. high. And they were El Stinkos all yep. the way up until about 11, 12 years ago. That's me with my dolphins. Uh, growing up, I was a season ticket dolphin holder. and, and um, Well, I wasn't a season ticket dolphin holder. I didn't hold any dolphins. <laughs> was dolphin ticket season holder. Something like that. Anyway, don't mind me. But anyway, we used to go and all growing up. So I, I understand what it is to support your team through and through. And, mm-hmm. you know, when the Dolphins had the undefeated season, you know, was that 1972 or something? Yes, like it that? was. When, when was that? 
Yeah. <laughs> Before my time. <laughs> it was 19. Never forget it. So, uh, all right. Well, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We just really appreciate it. We appreciate the fact that you love us and that you pray for us and hopefully that you're encouraged. And if you've been encouraged, please let us know. Drop yes. us a line at God Stories of Radio at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and so we can shout out your name because we just love doing that. And plus, mm-hmm. Facebook's just a good place for us to uh, keep in touch and just to communicate with the entire GSR family. Mm-hmm. If there's a prayer request or a need, we've had people come on there and say, will you please pray for this and pray for that? And we can put it out to everybody, 700 people all in one shot. And we just love that because it's not about us. It's about him Absolutely. and uh, comfort and encouragement has been our only agenda since we got started. And uh, you know us, we don't beg for money, but if you feel so inclined to press the button, the tax man cometh. Oh, he does. <laughs> so uh, we have to file like the big boys, which is usually three or $400. So we'll uh, we appreciate any help we can get. So we love and appreciate all of you. Thanks for hanging out with us. That about wraps it up for session 191. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. Right away while the world is sound asleep and too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. And every day you try to pick up all the pieces. All the memories, they somehow never leave you. Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you. Nobody, nobody will believe you. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. God only knows how it's killing you. But there's a kind of love that God only knows. God only knows what you've been through. God only knows what they say about you. But God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows. There's a kind of love that God You keep a cover over every single secret. So afraid if someone saw them, they would leave. Somebody, somebody, somebody sees you Somebody, somebody will never leave you God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows how it's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you Understood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. Oh, for the lonely, for the ashamed, the misunderstood and the ones to blame. What if we could start over? We could start over. We could start over. There's a kind of love that can
knows where to find you. God only knows how to break through. God only knows the real you. There's a kind of love that God only knows.